This is the Lady Landlords Podcast, and I am your host, Becky Nova. This podcast is for women looking to achieve financial independence through real estate investing. Let's get this episode going. So, do you need an LLC? And if so, why and how? Now, I am Becky Nova of Live Free with Becky Nova, where we talk about not only financial independence, but also being able to literally live free with no mortgage and no rent. So this is a question that we get all the time here at Live Free with Becky Nova. People are very curious about what an LLC does. And you always kind of hear like, oh, well, you should have an LLC if you're going to be a real estate investor and for every property you have. But what does that really mean? And why do I need it? So here are a couple tips for you. So the why you need it is probably the most important part to start with. So the reason you need an LLC is what it is, is it's actually just a way to limit your liability, right? LLC, Limited Liability Corporation, it's an acronym. So what that does is that helps make sure to protect you if there is any type of lawsuit or any damages or any types of fines or liens against you in the future. So incredibly important for people that are going to be real estate investing, especially if you're going to be a person that's going to own rental properties. So when you have that LLC, basically the easiest way to explain this is let's say someone sues you, right? Well, if they sue you, right, me as Becky, then they can actually go after all of the different assets that I have. So that's any businesses that I have that are not in an LLC, um, that has any type of my property, any type of income, any type of savings, that could really like hurt me. And that's not really what I want in the future. So what an LLC does is it helps protect you from that because it really kind of like encapsulates all of your assets for that one business, that one entity, that one property right there. So that's why you will hear people say often that each property should be in its own LLC. The reason for that is because if you have more than one in the same LLC, if a person from one, you don't really want to couple them there. But that's really why people use an LLC, a limited liability corporation, to be able to protect them with rental properties. So the next question, once people understand that this is something that I need, they then say, well, when should I buy one? When should I start an LLC? Now, in my opinion, you should start your LLC right when you know really that you're going to be end up when, that you're going to be closing on that property right a lot of people they try to start with that and that's fine but that's probably not where i would put my time my energy and most of my money if i don't have a property it's not something that really is going to have anything in it so to me there would be nothing worse than all of a sudden tax time comes around april 15th and now i have to pay money on the llc that i opened right the business entity that i opened and yet i don't even have a property in it well, I'm not going to be that happy. Now, only not only did I spend money on actually creating the entity, but now I have to actually spend money also on the taxes for it. So usually I recommend for people that when you have that property and it's under contract and you know it's going to be closing, that's the time that you want to be able to do that. So that's also beneficial to you because in a lot of situations, you want to be able to buy in your personal name. Now, you want to be able to buy in your personal name because you can have the benefits of an owner-occupied property, which usually means a lower down payment. You can also have the option for usually lower interest rates by buying in your personal name rather than the LLC's name. If you buy in an LLC's name, that now is really you as a commercial entity, right? Now you're a corporation. 
you are clearly an investor, which means owner-occupied mortgages are not going to be something that you're going to get a benefit of. Also, they're going to be looking then at that LLC. And then they're going to want to know, since you're an investor, they're going to want that 20, 25% down, which is really what we're seeing in COVID right now, at minimum. So it doesn't necessarily behoove you to purchase in that LLC. You still can. That's an absolutely an option of yours and definitely something to discuss with your real estate attorney and your accountant, neither of which I am. But that's something you want to actually have that discussion about. But a lot of people will do it that way. The one caveat to that is to make sure that when you buy in your personal name, that you're buying with a mortgage that will allow you to transfer that property into the LLC after closing. Not all mortgages let you do that. A lot of them then will end up what's called calling the mortgage, which basically is saying, whoa, whoa, you did something that we didn't agree to. You breached the contract, which means you owe me all that money today. Now, we don't want to do that. So make sure to have that conversation also with your mortgage broker up front that that is a plan that you're doing. So that way you can work out those details beforehand. Now, the how to get an LLC. There's a ton of different ways to do it. And it really depends on your money, your capabilities, and what you want to really kind of like DIY it, right? Do it yourself or be able to have um, somebody else do it. I personally always go with a professional. When it really kind of comes down to something that is protecting me liability-wise, protecting my assets, it's not something that I'm going to mess with. It's not something I want to play with. So you can have your real estate attorney do this. You can also use an accountant to do this. I've used both in the past. Um, some people really prefer to kind of use a hybrid method where then they're going to use something like LegalZoom or there's a bunch of different legal entities out there that will help you, kind of assist you along the way. So it's a little hybrid of not necessarily completely doing it on yourself, but not also paying professional. The average cost, I would say, for an LLC, if you would hire a professional for it, would be between $1,000 and $1,500. So that's really kind of not too high of a cost to really protect your assets and make sure that you are being physically responsible moving forward. But if that's not for you, there are definitely ways that you could do it yourself. It is not that difficult of a process, but it is something that you want to make sure that you are checking all the right boxes. So that way, when you need to use said LLC in the future, you know that it is all taken care of. Now, I'm going to weigh in on what we hear all the time is a debate, which is LLC versus umbrella insurance. Okay. So my answer to this, to put this to rest, in my opinion, is actually you need both. Okay. So we just went through why you need an LLC and how that actually really protects you. Now, what an umbrella insurance, what an umbrella policy does is it makes sure that you have for all your other insurances, it kind of like bundles them together and kind of puts a little, little top, a little umbrella, if you will, on top of them to make sure that if you are sued, let's say you have a homeowner's insurance policy, which you will because you're buying a rental property. So let's say you have a homeowner's insurance policy. We're just going to use some round numbers here. And your homeowner's insurance policy covers you to a million dollars, right? So someone sues you. Let's say they slip and fall. Someone slips and falls and they sue you, but they had a lot of injuries. Now they can't work, whatever it is. They end up being out and they end up suing you for $2 million and they end up winning. Well, your homeowner's insurance policy is only for a hundred thousand. I'm sorry. One million is what I said. One million. But now you owe them two million. So I don't know about you. I don't have an extra million dollars sitting around in my back pocket. So the point of umbrella insurance was that you can actually buy them that umbrella insurance up to a larger amount, right? Two million, five million, whatever it may be. Umbrella insurance seems to be on the cheaper side of things for insurance because really what it does is it fills, it bridges that gap between what insurance coverage you already have, right? That $1 million policy in your homeowner's insurance. But then we have a $2 million 
umbrella policy. So that way, if you get sued for a higher rate, it fills in that gap. Usually also within an umbrella policy, you can add your auto insurance. You can add, um, if you have a boat, you can add your boat insurance and that, and everything can kind of be under that nice umbrella policy. The reason I still say that you need both and that an umbrella policy is not enough to protect you is because once again, the umbrella policy only protects what's inside the umbrella policy, right? So if something happens that your homeowner's insurance does not cover, your umbrella policy does not cover you at all. So for example, not all insurances, not all policies are this way. But for example, one that I have seen is let's say, once again, I happen to be in New York. My properties, it tends to snow here during the fall, in the winter, in the fall for that matter. But in the winter, it snows. You have to clean up sidewalks at a certain period of time um, and driveways and things like that. So let's say I decide, you know what? I'm not going to clean it today. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go shovel. I'm not going to have anybody else do it. I'm not going to salt. Let's say one of my tenants slips and falls. Well, if my homeowner's insurance policy decides that that is negligence, which means that it's it's not covered under their homeowner's insurance policy, well, then they're not going to entertain the claim, which means my homeowner's insurance policy is useless in this particular situation. And then that also means that my umbrella insurance policy is absolutely useless. So the only thing that I actually have to protect me in these types of situations would actually be my LLC. So that's the one caveat to why you need them both because umbrella insurance umbrella insurance is not going to cover you unless it's something in your homeowner's insurance policy. And there are a ton of things that homeowner's insurance policies do not cover. So you need more protection. That's why you want an LLC. That's why you want an LLC. And um, for each of the properties that you're going to have. And then the last little caveat that I will ask and to that is you want to make sure that you are having everything in the LLC's name. So that means your leases are not going to be with, with landlord Becky, it's going to be with the owner of the property, the LLC, which mine happens to be called B&E, right? So you want to make sure to use those names because if you have your personal name on those documents, that's going to come back and bite you in the booty later down when you get sued. Because if the other attorney is able to figure out who you actually are, right? And make sure that, and then find out who you are as the owner of that LLC and that you used your personal name, that's going to get you into big trouble. That's also why you need to have separate bank accounts for the LLCs and business cards um, as well. So if you have not um, headed over to Lady Landlords in Facebook, I suggest you do so. We had a great conversation the other day about the different types of business accounts that you can use and the best way to do your accounting. So in order to think about those next strategies, head on over to Lady Landlords and learn more there about the best way to get those credit cards all set up. Thanks and have a good day. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review for the Lady Landlords podcast. This helps make sure to share a message with others that can use the similar information. Thank you very much for helping grow our community. Remember, there's a new episode every single Tuesday, and I'll see you back in the Lady Landlord's Facebook group.